Love the page. Tanya Marabisha Ben Hanania. Yeshua Ben Hanania says, Kshainus Mechim Simcha Besheshaeva Loreinu Shena Benenu. When we rejoiced, Simcha is Besheshaeva, we did not see any sleep in our eyes. So, All these days of Simcha Sheva, basically he says, <coughs> for that whole week we didn't sleep. Rashi is telling us that Rabbi Shoban Hanania was a Levi and he was one of the singers. Levim did all kind of different things. Some Levim had the job to watch over the doors at certain times some Levim had the job to play music or to sing at the time of the Avaida. so he was from the Meshoirim he was one of the singers so therefore when it came to Simcha Besashoeva a Simcha that took place in the Besamikdash the Levim were the, the band they were playing music so he's saying, we did not sleep. We did not see any sleep in our eyes. Ketzad, how is it that we didn't sleep that whole week? So he goes on to describe the daily uh, schedule. The first hour after sunrise, Right away, we brought, we had to go to the Besamikdash to bring the Koban Tamid of the morning. Koban Tamid was brought twice a day, in the morning and in the afternoon. And from there, we went to Daven Shachis. Who is Daven? Instead of Korbanus. So he's saying, we brought the Korban Tamid of the morning and then we went to Daven Shachis, which Trias Shachis is instead of the Korban, Korban Tamid Shel Shachar. So why did they Daven Shachis if they brought a Korban for the Tamid Shel Shachar? Answer is because that was during the time of Baish Shani. When did the Yidin st start davening instead of bringing Korbanes? After Choban by Israel. Because who wrote the Siddur? Who instituted the Tfiles? And, and when were Anshek Nesak Daila? Be between by Israel and by Shani. Okay? So therefore, after by Israel, they started to daven instead of Korbanes. Came the by Shani. They didn't stop the davening. That's a short davening, but they davened. Nonetheless, so he's saying, the first thing we did is bring the Tamid Shal Shachar, the common Tamid of the morning, and then we, we went to daven Shachis. After Shachis, Misham Lekorban Musafim. Then we went back to the Azara. Over there we brought the Korban. Musaf, the additional Korban for the Yom Tev. Then we went back to Daven Musaf. After we finished with the Tfilis, 
we have to go to learn. So then we went to Besmedrish. Misham Lachila Vishtiya, from there we went to eat and drink. Because we can't go hungry. After we finished eating, after we learned, we went to eat. After we finished eating, Misham Litfilas Mincha, we had to go to Aven Mincha. From there we had to go to the carbon Tamid of the afternoon, the carbon for which Mincha is replacing. From then on, we went to Simcha Vesesheva, and then we danced until the morning, and then again the Shari Shaina, we had to bring the carbon Tamid, and then the, the, the Tfilas. Shachis, and then the Koban Musav, then the Tfilas Musav, then Besamidrash again, then Achevishtia, then Tfilas Mincha, then Koban Mincha, Koban Tamit Shalben Arbaim. Back to Simcha Vesheva, and next morning the same thing happened over and over. So all the Korbanes are always done first. First the Korban, and then Davening. That is instead of that Korban. But for Mincha, First we daven mincha and then we do the korban. Why? The Avaydi in Mesamikdash started with the Tamit Shal Shachar. No korban was done, was brought before. No Avaydi was done before the Tamit Shal Shachar. And the last Avaydi of the day in Mesamikdash was the Tamit Shal Ben Arbaim. No korban was brought after that. Once the Tamit Shal Ben Arbaim, the Tamit of the afternoon was brought, no more korbanes could be brought. Then we burned the emurim, the rest of the, the rest of the limbs and the stuff that had to be burned. You know that need more time to burn. They would they would stay, the rest of the night But there was no other avayda. No avayda before the tamid shel shachar. No avayda after the tamid shel ben arbaim. Therefore, you couldn't daven shachis before the tamid shel shachar, because tefilas shachis was instead of Korban Tamid. You couldn't daven, daven Mincha after the Tamid Shabban Arabaim because Tfilas Mincha is instead of the Korban. So since we didn't bring a Korban after the, the Tamid Shabban Arabaim, we didn't daven Mincha after the Korban Tamid Shabban Arabaim, we daven Mincha before. So that's why <coughs> in the uh, schedule of the day, all Korbanas came before the Tfilah replaces but Mincha was always davened before the Korban. Okay? So, after describing all this, the Gemara is asking, Ini, is it so? Is it so that you didn't sleep for seven days? Because now you're telling me the Seder Ayom you had for seven days. You didn't sleep. How is it possible? Rabbi Echenen says if somebody makes a shvua, somebody swears, I'm not going to sleep for three days, we give him Malkus and he falls asleep immediately. We put him to sleep right away. Why? So the Masha explains, he gets Malkus for shvua shav. He made a false oath. His shvua was for nothing. He made a shvua on something that's impossible to happen. You make a shvua that you're not going to sleep for three days. It's impossible. Nobody could not sleep for three days. So therefore, you could ask the question, 
if that's the case, why give him Malchus on the spot? Why don't you wait until he falls asleep? Being that it is impossible for him to stay up. So at one point within the three days, he is going to fall asleep. So then give him Malchus. Why do you have to give him Malchus before he fell asleep? Give him Malchus, put him to sleep. Why do you have to give him Malchus? Wait until two days pass by, then he falls asleep, then give him Malchus. So the Masha explains that it's the moment he made the Shavua was already an impossible Shavua. It's similar to somebody who's making a Shavua on a pillar of, of, of marble and he says, I swear that this pillar is made out of gold. At the moment you made the Shavua, you made a Shavua on something that's not true. So the moment you made a Shavua, I am going to not sleep for three days, that Shavua immediately is void, being that sleep is so indispensable. You must sleep, it's not shy, not sleep for three days. So, the, so that's the question of the Gemara. How could you say they didn't sleep the whole Simcha Vesheva which lasted a week? Is it possible they didn't sleep? So he says, that's what he meant. When he says, it meant to say, it meant to say, we did not taste the taste of sleep. Now you don't sleep with your mouth. So what does it mean you didn't taste the taste of sleep? It means you somewhat slept, but you didn't enjoy it. It's like you're eating something that has no taste. You're not enjoying it. It has no taste. You're sleeping with no taste. It meaning that there was no enjoyment in the sleep. How was that? They have menam They were um, slumbering, like not really sleeping on each other's, dozing off on each other's shoulders. Meaning basically they remained standing or sitting and they put their head on the other one's shoulder and like this, they slept a little bit, but that's not really called sleeping. That's dozing off a little bit. So we need to explain a few things here. Firstly, we need to explain what does it mean sleeping without taste. And also, if they slept a little bit, why do you say you didn't sleep? And finally, what was really important for us to know that they didn't sleep is the fact that they stayed up a whole night. Here he goes and he tells us <clears throat> what, what we need to know. They stay up all night. They didn't sleep, meaning that all night they were busy That's not enough. He's telling us also what they did the whole day. We daven shachis, we brought a korban, we went to learn, we went to eat, went back for, for mincha, then again we brought a korban. He's telling me what he, whatever he did the whole day. What I need to know is, what did you do all night? You didn't sleep because what I need to know, the whole seder so there are a few places in which the Rebbe mentioned, the Rebbe talks about this. In Sikha Sumcha Besheva, 
There it talks about this this Indian. And first of all, it says. That there are certain things that are in, indeed necessary. And I'll come back to this Nakuda at the end. There are things that are necessary in order to survive. And yet, it doesn't need to be done with the greatest of enjoyment. Which means that we, we establish that you must sleep. If you say you don't sleep for three days, it's impossible. You cannot survive and remain sane if you didn't sleep for three days. To the point in which you give Marcus on the spot. So definitely that sleep is not a luxury. Sleep is a necessity. You can't function properly if you don't sleep. By the way, Mamera Musgar. That Rebbe Rashab said that you don't do iskafi on sleeping. You can't say, I'm going to do iskafi, I'm going to sleep less. Or I'm not going to sleep, I'm going to sleep only a little bit. Because basically, at one point you're going to have to pay it back. At one point you're going to collapse and you're going to fall asleep. So you didn't accomplish much by saying, you know, I'm going to sleep uh, three hours in a night, five hours in a night. It's going to catch up to you. Then you're gonna you're gonna end up wasting that time. Moreover, the rest of the day in which you're up, if you didn't sleep enough, you can't you can't concentrate. You you're not you're not functioning properly. Fall asleep in class. You can't listen to what we're saying. You can't you, you can't function. Right. So sleep is my mission necessity. What else is a necessity? Eating, drinking. If you don't eat and you don't drink, you're not going to be able to function. I look at today, you know, not eating, and it's like everybody's in slow motion, right? So eating is also not a luxury. And yet, eating, sleeping, all those necessities don't, don't have to be done with the taste, with the koch. In other words, you must eat but that doesn't have to be done with a great title. This is actually one of the inyanim that Al-Tarebbe had instituted as part of the Avaida for Chassid. Is that even the things that you do, that you must do, don't have to be done with such a great enjoyment, such a great pleasure and so on. To the point in which there is a a few stories about this, you know very well, the story of the soup with the Alter Rebbe. When Karlina came and everybody wanted to participate, to partake in preparing the food. And, and then each one of the Alter Rebbe's daughters put, on, <coughs> put in salt. So the guests couldn't even eat it, it was so salty. The Alter Rebbe ate it like if nothing happened. So he asked him what, like you don't... Why are you not eating? It's too salty. I can't eat it. How could you eat it? The Alter Rebbe said, since I came back from Mizrich, I lost my sense of, of taste. It doesn't mean that in Mizrich he had some kind of uh, allergy to a food he ate there and therefore he lost his taste. It means that the Avaid of Chassidus made it 
that he only eats because he has to eat. He only eats because, either because you mevard in tzutzes, or because you are doing it Hashem Shemaim in order to strengthen yourself and get the energy you need in order to do Yahweh Hashem. And for that, there doesn't need to be a taste. The nutrients, there's no more nutrients if there was taste or no taste. Another maiseh was that when the Altarebbe was first, when the, the Tsar soldiers came to look for the Altarebbe, the Altarebbe ran away. And he went to Shmuel Munkes. And he told him, they came to look for me. So he said, it's, uh, well, you know the danger that it involves if they take me to, to Petersburg. So Shumunkes answered him, If you're a Rebbe, you don't have to worry about anything they could do to you. You have to go. If you're not a Rebbe, what gave you the right to remove, to take away the Tainug in eating from so many thousands of Yidin. In other words, the Alter Rebbe's approach was to tell his Chassidim that all these necessities as eating and sleeping and so on doesn't have to be done with pleasure. Just like he lost his taste, his sense of taste in Mezrich, meaning that David of Chassidim made it that everything was done but without the Tainuk. So the same goes with Loitam Nutam Sheino. Loitam Nutam Sheino that says Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanania <coughs> is that the effect of Simchat Besheshoeva, when we're told that the time of Simchat Besheshoeva, Misham Shavu Ruach HaKodesh, they were able to, to um, draw Ruach HaKodesh from all the Simchat was happening there. That brought him up to such a high level that even if they slept, but that sleeping was done without any enjoyment. Now to take it further, this is also expressing the way they slept. At the end he says, Why? They would doze off on each other's shoulder which implies they were not lying down. That idea of sleeping without lying down, and again, I'm not talking about a roi in Maiseh Bepoyel for you, sleep uh, sitting up, no. You have plenty of time in class to do that. At night you sleep lying down, but what does it mean? Sleeping, but not lying down. So Drebe explains that the only difference between somebody who is up and someone who's sleeping, what is the only difference? All of his limbs are working. All of his organs are working. All of his senses are working. Everything is working the same, whether you are up or sleeping. You breathe, you digest, you could hear, and that's why the alarm clock hopefully helps you, because you hear it. You could smell. If somebody pushes you, wakes you up, you feel it. So that sense of touch you have, all the senses are there and all the organs are there working exactly the same. 
The only thing that's not working the same when one is sleeping is the brain, the seichel. Ah, there is uh, dreams and they seem to be very elaborated, but we spoke about it last year that dreams are only dimyoy, imagination. It's an illusion. It's not, the illusion is not coming from seichel. Seichel itself, it says, is mistalek minakeli. The seichel, when one sleeps, goes out from the mayach. Which, and that's also the reason why we don't see. Our eyes don't work when we sleep. Our eyes are closed because the job of the eyes, Chassidus calls it the window of the moichin. Why is the, the window of the moichin? Eyes are there for you to evaluate things, to make a judgment, to see. You know, what does that mean? How do I explain it? Where do I go, etc. Eyes are there to serve your, your judgment, your understanding, and your moichin. So if the, if the, the, the seichel is mistalek minakeli, there is no reason for the eyes to be open. So the eyes close also. So the only difference there is between one who is asleep and one who is awake is that his seichel is not working which is also alluded to in the fashion, in the way in which we sleep. People sleep lying down. When you lie down, your head and the rest of your body are in the same level. Your head, your stomach, everything that is no different between you, between a person and an animal is exactly at the same level. And as a matter of fact, one big difference between humans and animals, the only difference, is moichin. And how is this expressed? Um, human walks standing up. The head is above the rest of the body. By animals, the head is at the same level as their stomach. And that means that really, they don't really have a seichel. Which means that animals don't have an intellect. There's no intelligence by animal. There is the only time in which their brains is being used in some form of intelligence is in order for them to fulfill their tithes and their needs. An animal, this I mean anthropologist uh, in, in scientists will tell you that. That the only intellect there is by animal is about using their mind, using their head, to using their creativity to be able to get something. To get something that they want. There isn't such a concept as understanding an Indian the way there is by humans. So that's why the head is at the same level as the rest of the body because the whole purpose of the head is in order to fulfill the needs of the stomach. An animal is going to become very creative when he has to find food. It's going to use seichel and some type of logic. But only for the purpose of serving his goof. Not for the sake of, of seichel for itself. That's unique to humans. And that's why our head is always above the rest of the body. Loshan of Chassidus, we call it. Mayach. Shalit alalev. That's something that's constant. 
Now let's go back to the way they slept Simcha Besa They slept in a way in which they were on each other's shoulders. Which means that their head was still above the rest of the body. And that's the inner meaning of Loi Ta'amnu Ta'am Sheino. means that our sleep wasn't a sleep that was there just for the enjoyment of sleeping and therefore we sleep until we can't sleep anymore because we slept so much but the sleep is there for the purpose of uh, you know I want the shaman to go up and get on the highs that we need and you know our goof to replenish its energy but even at the time of the sleep, the effect of Simcha Besheva was such that even at the time of their sleep, their head was still above the rest of the body. As expressed in the, the way they slept, on each other's shoulder, the head was still above. We mean, meaning that the Mayach Shaitalalev, the purpose of the Mayach, the uniqueness of being a human, Sugamedaber, was still felt and present even at the time of, of their sleeping. Felike Ebe said that he knew people who went to sleep with a question and woke up with the answer. Because even while they were sleeping, the head was working. They were never really at the same level like an animal. The seichel was not necessarily mystalic. That's Alderich, the effect of Sikhim Besasheva. The Kedusha that was felt in the Besamikdash brought him to such a level. Now, this didn't only have an effect on the way they slept on their night, but Simcha Besasheva had an effect on the whole entire day. Meaning that when they brought the Korban, it wasn't the same way they did throughout the day. When they went to daven, the davening wasn't the same davening that they did throughout the year. When they went to learn, it wasn't in the same way that they went, that they learned the whole year. And even achila even when they went to eat and drink, that the eating and drinking was also influenced by Simcha Besasheva, and it was done in a way also of loita amnu. In a way in which it wasn't just for the sake of the taiva of the food. But it was done in a completely different way. And that is the reason why Abisha ben Hananiah enumerates his whole Seder Ayoyim. Which was a question I asked you earlier. That the whole Seder Ayoyim was transformed by Simcha Besasheva. His point over here wasn't just to tell us, we didn't sleep for a week because we danced the whole night. His point was to tell us the effect of this dancing. That the effect of the dancing was felt in the entire Aveda of the day, whether it was a Aveda Ruchnis, like a Korban, like a Tfilah, like Limudatayre in Besmedresh, or a worldly Gashmiziki occupation as eating and drinking or sleeping. That all of it was transformed by Simcha Besasheva. And of course we are told this because this is something that's achievable by us as well. 
You have to realize that when they are coming, when the nights of Sukkot are coming, and there is a dancing going on, it's not just entertainment. That Simcha of Simcha Vesheshoeva brings you to a higher level, to a level in which the whole day, whether it is Gashmiz, Ruchnis, whatever you do in the day, is elevated by it. As a matter of fact, there is a Mishnah that says, Isha Bayreres Lachitim Leoir Besheshoeva. Women in Yerushalayim throughout the nights of Sukkis were able to sit in their courtyard and sort through their wheat. You know, the wheat came not like today you buy a, a bag of flowers, a flower. You have to buy a bag of wheat and then you have to sort through it the good ones, the bad ones, then the good ones are to be crushed into a flower, etc. So that, the pshat of it is that in the time of the Besamikdash, they would light up big menorahs for Simcha Vesasheva. Big, big lamps throughout the whole Azorah and the whole Chatzar, everything was filled up with lights. Lights increase the joy. And there was so much light that women who sat all the way in Yerushalayim, the light was so strong, they were able to sort through their wheat. So the Rebbe explains that the inner meaning of that statement, Isha Bayreres Lachitim Le'oyer Beis Hashoyevel, it means that women was able to refine the food, the Gashmias. Simcha Beis Hashoyevel brought such a Kedusha, not only to those who were there and dancing themselves, but even to the spectators, as women were just watching. Yet that light was able to bring them also a birur, a refinement to the chitim, to the wheat, which means the sustenance, the food, which actually strengthened the statement, the explanation I was saying before, that Simcha Sheva had that effect of elevating whatever you did, whether it was Gashmi or Ruchni. But now, we are left with one question. And that question is, we know that when we go to sleep, our Neshama is going up to Shemaim to get some Koiches. In Keshmalamite, when a Ribbon Ailami we say at the end, addresses that. You know, I'm giving you back the, the Neshama, and please clean it up completely that when it comes back down, down in the morning, it should be perfect. Abishai gives us back a Neshama in the morning with a Madani. So apparently, sleeping isn't only necessary for your goof, but sleeping is also necessary for your neshama. So how could you do away, do away with that? How could you spend a whole week without having the neshama going up to draw chayes and koiches and clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up and then be given back the way it is? Shouldn't you forfeit this right? 
So the Rebbe said that because of the Giluim that was on Sukkis, Sukkis, you know, like we just said yesterday, Tiku Bachoy de Shoifar, Bakesel Yom Chagenu. Rosh Hashanah is great oires that come down, but they are all Bakesel, they're covered. The Yom Chagenu, when Sukkis come about, all the Amshoches of Rosh Hashanah come out Begilui. So Sukkot is the time of great Giluim. Those Giluim that come, they come milemailo, meaning that there is no need at that point for the Neshama to go up to be able to be, to refill its energy. But the Giluim of Sukkot, the Giluim of Simcha Besheva, make it that it come down while they are down lemata. Without the need of the neshama going back up, that's why it was possible for them to spend seven days of tayre and busy with whatever else they needed to do to sustain themselves, without tasting the sleep, without having a real sleep. Now it is certain that even today. Those same Giluim are happening because the Rebbe had request, requested us to, to do Simcha Veshova every night of, of Sukkot. So it is sure that the Giluim that we get, those nights of Sukkot, could be comparable to what it was in the time of Esamikdash. And as much as we have to realize that the Sheino, the Chilavishti, has to be in a way of Loita Amnu. Then we could take on all those great Giluim that comes in Sukkot and bring us up that our whole day is completely affected by it. And hopefully after you come back after Sukkot that your whole year will be affected by the Giluim there was on Sukkot.